Hannah. Hi, I'm Manisa. Hi, I'm Tarie. And I'm Tatiana. Welcome to episode 48 of Ethically Speaking, the show where we discuss everything affecting the UK's highly melanated communities, from current affairs to pop culture and everything in between. We always keep it at 100, and today we're talking all about code switching. Code switching originally meant an ability to switch between two or more languages in a conversation. However, the term has now become common amongst highly melanated people to describe the actions between switching different patterns of cultural speech, appearance, or behavior in order to better fit into social and professional white spaces. Do you think code switching is a smart strategy to get ahead in life, or is it unknowingly taking a toll on us as individuals and as a community? I think it's both simultaneously... Uh, that's probably not the most satisfactory answer that I can give, but I I feel it's the most true one, at least as I perceive it. Because knowing the way society is set up, knowing the way the corporate world is set up, knowing the way so many things have organized themselves, you need to code switch if you have if you are to have any hope of getting ahead, of being promoted, of being taken seriously, whatever that means. I I'm not a corporate person. I haven't been for some time now, so I'm I'm out of the loop. But also, I feel um we get a bit caught up in using the term code switching as it applies. Uh, to shifting between cultures. But the thing is, with code switching, even when you just stay within one cultural framework, you still have to code switch because you do not address your grandmother the way you address your boyfriend and you do not address your boyfriend the way you address your parents and you do not address your parents the way you address your best friend when you're down the pub for some drinks. So though it may be taking a toll on us it is it is sadly it is one of those necessary evils i think that we are just going to have to live with for the foreseeable future yeah definitely Tari. I, I kind of agree with you to an extent because i i think code code switching is wholly seen as like a negative thing um and obviously because of the connotations it has with you know um removing yourself from your on stripping parts of your personality down and that can take away from your humanity. But like yourself, I always, when I thought about code switching, I always thought about it in relation to myself and I thought, well, yeah, I don't talk to my friends the same way I speak to a stranger I met on the street because for me, it's just different levels of comfortability. Like even now, the way I speak on the show, I speak to you lot, is not how I speak to my friends because it's just, it, it's just a different way in which you know me and in a different vernacular if you will in which we speak like we may speak a certain way me and my friends or even me and my twin sister versus me me and you Terry we may speak in a different way so different language permits for different situations so but in regard to it taking a toll on us I think it depends in the context right because in this context there is no I, I don't like I don't want to say there's no like, like um trade-off but there's almost no trade-off in me switching between the way I speak with you to the way I speak with my sister however when you are in a cool environment if I take this away from me I may of my personality and what is my culture I may gain x from them and what happens is sometimes when you have to trade parts of yourself that's when it starts to take a toll on yourself and me who's been 
in a corporate environment, you know, I've often thought to myself, have I have I code switched? And I think maybe in the beginning, like when you first walk into a workplace, especially if you're fresh out of university and you've never worked in an office and you're trying to figure out office office dynamics and how does it work, et cetera, et cetera. I think in the beginning, I confused with just professional. Uh, and then I had to kind of unlearn it because being professional, like in my mind, being professional is not saying fam in the workplace, right? But so that, that's just being professional. That's not code switching. Um, however, I thought to myself, oh, well, to be professional, I've got to I've got to change like everything about me so that I can be professional. But then it was like, no, because even if this, I was in an organization where it was run by people of color and all black people, it still wouldn't be professional for me to say fan. So that just is a professional issue. That's not a code switching issue. And so I had to like unlearn a lot of things. And I think that's the situation that a lot of people are in in especially when they're working in a corporate office i think that's really interesting because why why is fam unprofessional that's mm. that's probably what i would that's probably one of the questions really? that i would ask because yeah I, I really would because i feel that um mm. words that are used within certain cultures black cultures let's just say because whereas we might have a different culture what might separate us from others is that we don't specifically have a different language so we're a lot predominantly at least in british um caribbean dialects for the majority because there are some that might speak french or whatever like we're still speaking the english language but the way that we might speak it in um certain areas so there might be certain dialects like what you have in london talk might be different from what you're having in black manchester cultural talk and all of that mm. but i think sometimes the language that we use can even be get demonized or ghetto ghettoized mm. so that we're saying that oh that's not that's not professional because you know it's a colloquial term but when we're hearing love and babe and sweetie in the office mm -hmm. are we saying that that's unprofessional but i don't want to hear that either just for the record <laughs> but but it happens and no it, one is calling done. anybody into a meet, meeting to say that it's unprofessional and it's still a colloquial term to address someone and to show and using a term of endearment but when it's from our own culture then it's just like oh you know we can't we can't say those sort of things so um, I don't know if I'm saying I'm advocating that we should, but I'm saying that we need to really have a conversation around why is it the words that we might use in our culture aren't fit for the office when white culture, predominant white culture, Eurocentric culture in our country, they will use words that aren't professional in the office, but those aren't demonized. When people swear in the office and they're white, which we wouldn't have on national television, you want someone to say at your wedding in front of your child, that's okay for the office. But then if I'm saying something that might be like, Again, from my culture, then that's inappropriate because it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think I think it's very, very loaded, mm. and I think that some of it comes down to the way that we're told to view the things that come outside of our culture. Because I saw one time, I'm going to wrap up quickly, but Daniel Kaluuya was talking about. He was like, I have, and I can't remember what he said, but he was like, I have a dialect of the area that I live. So when he says "fam" and he's talking, this guy, I give it to him. He won a Golden Globe um, this week for best supporting actor and he was just was like no you're messing me up bruv you're messing me up bruv like he says I use the language and the dialect that is from the area that I'm from if someone used the language and the dialect of where they're from we're saying that shows that they're from Manchester that shows that they're from Liverpool mm -hmm. that shows that they're from a certain part of Scotland but when we're saying this shows that I'm from South London then it's like that's unprofessional it's not for the workroom so I think it's loaded guys I think it's loaded but code switching Come back to me on that one. <laughs>
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's very loaded. And I think it's very different in social spaces, dominant, predominantly with white people and also professional spaces. Um, to Anissa's point earlier with your career, earlier in my career, I did consciously code switch. So I would go to an interview with a weave or with a wig that's really straight. And as soon as that job is accepted, I'm coming with my natural hair. It's coming very comfortable. It's because I know how I'm going to be received because when I have a wig on or I have a weave on, I look very different. I look more, I would say, appealing or uh, acceptable by certain companies so I, w I will do that but as soon as I get the job I completely switch up and I've mm. as more the more I've become more authentic or just more confident in who I am I'm happy to show my true self but until I get that job until I get that contract that says you're permanently staying here I'm not doing that I'm not risking my finances because someone doesn't want to hire me because of the way I look And I also think that your name can also affect. So I've seen a complete change from when my government name used to be more African sounding to be more British sounding. I've seen the difference of how it's been received. So I understand why people code switch because it does help you in life. Yeah, it, defini it definitely does to the point where, so I'm just going to speak, uh, I'm, I'm going to share a personal anecdote. And that is I've, only recently decided to stop code switching away from my Nigerian accent. Um, now, I, I speak a very corporatized form of, of the Nigerian accent <laughs> um, because that's just, that's just a consequence of the education I've had. But when I started boarding school, um, because I went to the Cheltenham Lotus College, don't you know, darling? You know, I was very posh. Um, I went, when I was in that school, um, I was so self-conscious and it was such a culture shock. And there were plenty of Nigerian girls, but we all had the same kind of phenomenon around ourselves. Whereas we would do what we would be really like Niger, Niger, like around each other, talking about this, eh, hey, shut up, Joe, what are you saying? Da, 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 it's really raz, da, 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 and everything else. But then when it's now time to talk to the teacher, <laughs> Or when it's time to talk to our white classmates, suddenly we all sounded a bit like this. You know, we all sounded like this. And we all, oh, you know, oh, that's completely cheeky. And, you know, I, I'm just so like this. And I don't, you know, this. And of course, you know, of course, Verity, I completely understand. You know, oh, do you understand the algebra question, Verity? Like, that's how we all sounded. And we all Tarier, did it. That is, Tarier, that is insane how well down-packed you have that. That is <laughs> insane like honestly because i'm shocked. on point <laughs> on point my days Verity, i love that thing is mm -hmm. i have i used to do it up until very recently and it was my sister of all of all people it was actually my sister who was like you know you're at a point in your life now where you don't actually have to code switch anymore you you get nigerian accented work People know you're Nigerian. You can actually lay more claim to your Nigerianness. You don't have to. You don't have to pretend to be fully British or like a Londoner anymore. And actually, it's it's been very freeing. It's been very freeing. Um, so, <laughs> but but yeah, I I completely understand that need for for the code switch because sometimes you do it for survival. You do it to protect your sanity, or you do it to even carve out a safe space for yourself because it's not the most pleasant thing in the world having you know little English girls trying to imitate your accent. <laughs>
I love that. Thank you yeah, so much for definitely. being honest because I think that's the realness. Like I definitely code switch and I think it's only now that I'm starting to realise how automatic because I don't even realise. Now mm. I have a British accent. If you're black, you can tell that I'm black over the phone. Like you don't need to see me. You know, you can pick up, you can hear it in people's voices. But when I'm in an interview, I was recently in a job interview, I could hear myself. Like I don't think I have an especially deep voice. But when I'm in an interview, I will raise like the decibel, like the like the octave of my voice because I think it sounds more pleasing and not harsh. And literally on the weekend, someone said to me, guys, if you see me on the show, you know me, I get real passionate. And someone was like, you, you kind of came across aggressive. And I was just like, I, I wasn't being aggressive whatsoever. I wasn't upset. I wasn't angry. I was just really passionate about it. And when I went to apologize to them, I put on my voice that was a bit lighter and a bit higher so that they wouldn't feel offended and then associate with it again. And it's made me really sad that I do that. And that's what it means for me when we talk about the emotional toll, feeling mm. like I can't be accepted the way that I am for how my passion comes across, for the tone of my voice, for some of the language that I might use or um, some of the colloquial terms that I might not that I might use means that I can't be accepted into spaces and I think for myself as well like starting a new job I'm going in I need to consciously not be doing that I need mm -hmm. to consciously be like I'm going to speak at the tone that my voice is and just be very very mindful of actually yeah this is who I am and actually just explain yeah I'm really passionate and it comes across like that it's not aggression I'm not angry and not feel that I need to edit because then it makes me feel like I can't fit into certain spaces and I just it's just it's not fair but it's difficult as you ladies say, when it comes with the ability to prohibit you from progressing in life. Mm. See, I think we all need to embody Tatiana's example, which is, you know, you start with the code switch. It's, it's like dating, you know, you don't come <laughs> with everything. You don't tell them every nitty gritty thing about yourself on the first date. You start with the nice, pleasing <laughs> version of yourself. You know, you know, you've worn the spanks, you've got the hair just so, you've got the <laughs> makeup and the face beat and everything. And then slowly, you just, you just, you just slowly inch and inch an inch towards the fact of yourself and I'm then there's no turning back <laughs> i'm not promoting co-switching but that's what i have done um and i've done that because i'm a trilingual person so i speak portuguese i speak dutch and I speak English and I've grown up with those languages. And in order to survive in every community, I've had to code switch my brain to be able to assess the environment I'm in. I'm like, okay, with these people, I speak like this. So throughout my interactions in life, if I speak to people, for example, who typically work at Greg's, I love Greg's by the way. When I go in to not be threatening to people because I'm a black woman, I go, you're that love. You know, it's my inner Shirley. <laughs> So I go, I speak completely different just to make people feel like, okay, she's one of us. She gets what, how we're like. So I always assess the room that I'm in and I adjust my speech to, to fit in. And I do it subconsciously, but also consciously because I just want to be accepted. And I do recognize that, you know, being your true self is very important, but I'm my true self with people who deserve to see my true self. But if I'm just trying to survive in this world, I am very consciously code switching because I just want to secure my bag, <laughs> be happy and just ha live my happy life. And the people who, you know, I love and who are in actually in my life, they can see me for who I am. But to speak to your point and... Tatiana this is for me as well why in the beginning code switching was so layered for me 
because as someone who is you know black British but my family are Caribbean I'm you know of two cultures so I'm of a diaspora so I although I'm raised in Caribbean culture I've also been very much raised in British culture so in the beginning when I was talking about unlearning and a lot of things it was also the layer of well I I like kind of both so I I speak in both ways like even when I went to secondary school there's a bunch of Burmese girls they spoke in Cockney slang I picked up this little Pat Butcher vibe at one point and that was just a part of the culture that I had pulled into myself and so every now and then I may become Pat Butcher in the office it just it just what would happen and there were a lot of like cooking people in like a lot of offices that I've worked in and so you know at times it felt like well am I truly cockney or is this just am I not am I not and it was like oh but every Friday we do like to go for the fish and chips and we do like cockney. but those are the things I was always doing because that's a part of that's also a part of my culture so it was like finding what was the actual switch or is all of it all of me and I'm just choosing to engage in certain parts or disengage in certain parts at a certain time and so that's kind of like where I where I'm always on the line about it but as I said earlier in my career I was trying to unlearn things and then as soon as I kind of unlearned I just unlearned and now I can openly say I probably don't code switch so I usually go to the interview honey with my hair whatever way it's going to be my 15 mm lash because I like a lash and my lip gloss and I'm coming honey and and I'm coming in and I like to wear a little skirt honey and a little boot off this so I'm coming in I'm sashaying I'm just giving you me and whatever it is that you want you you want but the issue the consequence I will say the downside of going into an office space especially if you're a minority being your authentic self is be prepared to stand out and the attention that will come with mm. it because code switching is really great because well really great in the sense of you are visibly accepted because they're, they're never going to accept you fully because you're not exactly the same, but you're visibly accepted or socially accepted in the office. So people, you're not, you don't garner as much attention to yourself, but if you are authentically yourself as a minority, you attract a lot of attention to yourself in the office. You stand out and you have to be prepared to deal with that. If you're not prepared to deal with that, it will start to take a toll with you. So I don't even explain myself, not one thing. If you saw me on Monday with braids and you saw me on Tuesday with a bayang, and on Wednesday, you saw me with a fro. You can ask me every question you like under the sun. I'm not giving you an answer because I'm not asking, like I've said on the show a hundred times, I'm not asking <laughs> Jill why your hair's in a ponytail today and it's not. I don't. So you have to be strong enough to stand out. That is my advice. <laughs> and yes. I think it really just comes down to what you personally want to do because I think everything that you ladies have said is just so valid. Like the point of code switching is that if you want to do it, do it. I think the only issue for me is when mm -hmm. I don't want to take part in it. So mm -hmm. if some people, and I think what you said, Tatiana, is just so interesting, but so key. You're just kind of like, I personally only want to save parts of me for my friends and my for my family. And I'm more than happy to only have parts of myself on show to other people. And I think, I wonder if that's even code switching, to be honest. Because mm -hmm. I think part of that is just like, you know what, I don't want to share everything with everybody as as every everyone does on some sort of level. Um, and some people see, and I read this article where some woman was just like, I code switch. And she was like, I do it consciously because I don't want them to see me coming. <laughs> she was just like, I don't want them to see me coming. So I code switch, <laughs> I get up in the company, then I spread out and they're like, ha, you didn't know when you hired me. Nice. Like, I think it's really down to people what, what they want to do, but... I want to know, have you guys ever felt that you've had to code switch in black communities? Because that's something that I feel like I've also had personal experience with. 
Yes, mm. definitely. Because I don't think it's a, one thing. Sorry, let me add to that. I don't think it's a given if you're, and we probably know this because we're all from black descent, but it's not a given that just because you're in a black community, then suddenly you can just be all parts of yourself as well. Because for me, it hasn't been the case. Mm. Yes, I was just going to say that because I've grown up here in Europe, um, I'm from the Angolan community, so repping Angolans up in here. Um, but for Angolans, because I haven't grown up in the culture, sometimes you have to like prove how Angolan are you. So can you speak the language? Can you speak the tribal languages? Are you down with all the dances? Do you know all the foods? And it's like having to prove how African you are is a whole other dynamic because it's for people of the diaspora who are not in the place where they're originally from, it's very hard because you feel stuck in the middle. You're not African enough because you don't know how the life is back home. But then you're not good enough here. So you're, you're stuck in the middle. So I just see myself as a citizen of the world. And I just try and adjust to whatever environment I'm in. And ultimately, um, my DNA doesn't lie. Like, <laughs> I am who I am. And I don't have to prove it just because I don't um, know, know the national anthem of part. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't prove anything. You know, it's just nationalism is a whole different conversation. So I think having to prove yourself in your own culture is also, you know, a turmoil for me. I have felt like I've needed to code switch. Um within certain black communities less so whenever i go back to nigeria more so whenever i'm in london trying to talk to the mandem and the geldem because <laughs> it's just I, i'm sorry it's just it's a completely different form of vernacular that i just wasn't exposed to until i moved to london i'm i'm just like uh what what's a road man like i don't know <laughs> So, um, but that, that doesn't, um, it doesn't take that much of a social toll. Um, I would argue the greatest toll, I think that code switching ever, uh, uh, took on my, uh, on my person or anything is mm, having to stand on ceremony because, if you're Nigerian, you will code switch because we're very, we're very keen on respect and paying people their due deference and treating your elders and addressing them a particular way. So for me, the exhaustion isn't even switching between am I African? Am I British? That's not even, that's, I can do that in my sleep. Like you guys said you were afraid, but like, um, but for me, the one that truly exhausts me is the having to stand on ceremony and the, and, um, because Nigeria, we're like, we're very formal in that kind of sense. And I'm just like, but I just want to let loose and I want to be a foolish person. And I can't do that because it'll be deemed disrespectful. Like, <laughs> I think for me, like, I've definitely seen myself having to code switch in areas of my family mm. because parts of my family have, well, parts of my family are mixed race, like mixed race cousins, um, and also having people who have married white people. Um, and sometimes they're not used to, even my mixed race cousins, they, they have grown up in, again, predominantly white circles, even though they've been mixed race. Um, and when I'm around them, they're just not used to maybe how certain mannerisms and certain behaviors and I can visibly see it makes them uncomfortable 
So then in those areas, I might be like, mm, maybe let me just tone it down a bit because they're just, they're not really used to this and they don't really know how to take it. So I think code switching can happen just kind of all over the place. I haven't experienced having to code switch in like with other blacks. I, I like, I'm really just thinking about it. Like maybe not. I mean, no, I wouldn't call it code switching, but you know, when you have, I hate to, I hate to even use the term, but the good blacks, like the ones who try to pretend like they're so much better than ever everybody else and they're pandering to another race and I'm kind of just looking at it and I'm like what the, what what the hell are you doing like that's not me code switching but I'm just looking at them like what is wrong with you and so just to make them more uncomfortable I may amp up a different side of myself just to make them more uncomfortable I don't call that code switching it's me just sending a message so it's funny you say that because I do feel I had to code switch within a black community here in the UK so the beginning of my childhood like primary school I grew up in Holland and I knew what it was like to be black in Holland but when I came to UK I yeah. was introduced to how what it meant to be black in the UK and I came to the UK in the I would say chav era where the earrings were here the gel so I was like okay if I'm going to survive this secondary school because I wasn't about to get beat up by no one I had to do look the part speak the lingo and just survive so I've used it as a survival because I didn't want to stand up and be like, oh, you know, that girl that came from Holland that smokes weed all the, all, all the time because that's what they thought, you know, being in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had to understand what it meant to be Black in the UK because every country has a different form of what Blackness is seen. So I think you do have to somewhat code switch to fit in because otherwise people start questioning your Blackness like, oh, you go skiing. That, that's not what you do. Or... I could swim and it's like people don't black people don't swim and I'm thinking how is that possible like just because you don't know any black people that don't swim doesn't mean <laughs> living in Netherlands you need to know how to swim because that the the, the the country is underneath the sea level so if you don't know how to swim you're gonna die so you need to learn how to swim and I, I know how to swim with clothes on I've done all the tests but I need to, to understand what it meant to what is being black here in the UK and kind of fit into that context because it's, and again, it's a way of survival for me. Tatiana, can I say, yeah. that was a dangerous time for you to enter the UK. You chab ever. Ah. God have mercy. That's really funny, guys. You're making me laugh. You're making me Back laugh. Back in the first, singing all that the songs, I had to learn it all. I had to learn Honestly, it all. I'm no jump was safe at that point. <laughs> you, you know exactly what era I'm speaking about. So I had mm. to learn quick. But it was the, the perception of blackness in the UK, not mm. to necessarily what what black is. But yeah, it was a, a challenging era to learn all that. Yeah, I think it's just it's just up to us. It's what we what what people feel comfortable with and making sure they're comfortable with the decision that they make, whether you're happy to do it or you're not happy. But just having the freedom to be able to choose that and not be penalized, for me, that's the end goal. So thank you all for your comments. I really enjoyed having this conversation. But for you at home, thanks for watching and listening to Ethnically Speaking. Let's keep the conversation going. Do you find yourself code switching? Do you think it has any negative effects? Let us know in the comments down below. If you want even more from us, click the link in the description to subscribe to our email list and get Extra Ethnic delivered directly to your inbox once a week. For a summary of everything we've spoken about today, head over to unitedmeloningroup.com forward slash ES048. There's a link in the description below. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to give us a thumbs up 
subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you don't miss a thing. FFP Speaking will be back on Friday, but until then, wear a mask, wash your hands, keep your distance and stay safe. Thank you.